We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning, baseball fans here in Chicago and listening around the globe on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Live from the Hyundai studios, this is Hit and Run, the Score's venerable baseball show. I am Barry Rosner, and my partner in perpetuity is Joe Ostrowski. We'll be with you until noon. Hello, Joe. Hello, Barry. I'm just confused. I'm in shock. I still don't know what Rick Camp was talking about as he was leaving the room. I truly... <laughs> I have the no slightest idea. idea what that was. It was something about Matt Millen and building lockers or something. I, I truly have no idea. Here's what right. we have planned for you today. Yes. As always, lots of Cubs and White Sox conversation with you in the first hour and throughout the show. We expect you to join us at 312-644-6767 at 10 o'clock. It's our weekly visit with the score's very own Bruce Levine at 11. Mac Engel, columnist for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, will join us, talk some Cole Hamels, give us some insight into where he is in his career, what he thinks he may or may not have left. Our producer, director, and engineer is Eli Hershkovich. I am at Barry Rosner on Twitter. Joe is at Joe0670. The Hit and Run account is Hit and Run 670. You should follow that. For show updates, the phone number, as you know, is 312-644-6767. You can also join in at 67011 via the text zone on the score. If you text us, you'll get a text back acknowledging your text. Standard message and data rates may apply. We will be getting to lots of Cubs, lots of White Sox, Hall of Fame stuff today. Obviously, it is. Uh, we are creeping closer to the trade deadline. Much has happened already. Much more probably still to come. We will talk about all that. White Sox prospects, of course. There is much to do. Probably not enough time to do it. That's what usually happens. But, Joe, as long as it is the trade deadline, and as long as uh, this is top of mind, I wanted to get to this tweet right out of the box. This was from Peter Gammons a couple of days ago. As follows, knowing White Sox are willing to talk on anyone, Scouta, which I think means scouts, Scouta (laughs) seeing seeing Carlos Rodon hitting 98 has led to a lot of inquiries. Now, what, what does that mean? What is the point of that tweet? Because the White Sox are not trading Carlos Rodon. They're not even going to listen to offers for Carlos Rodon. So, I mean, what is that? What's your, what's your point? What does that mean? Can you help me at all with the, the why? point? The point is he's just letting people know teams are checking in on Rodon since what they're saying is they're willing to deal every anyone on the roster. There there aren't any untouchables, right? Uh, I, I, that's not true though. I know. I mean, they're not, <laughs> I know they're not trading Moncada. Yeah. They're not, yes. they're not dealing Moncada. 
they're not dealing Rodon. Uh, they're not dealing, I would think, Anderson at this point. I mean, it's a fairly short list, but that those guys fit in perfectly with the program they're creating. Long-term, sustain, sustain, sustained success. Those are two hard words to put together back to back. I, I credit Han and Theo every time they do it. Sustained success with young, cheap, controllable players. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can argue about which guys are untouchable. They're not trading Carlos Rodon. He's perfect for this for what they're doing. So why would you why why tweet something like that? What are you what are you doing? Do people do that just to call attention to themselves? I mean, what's the point of that? I wanted to talk about this before I saw this tweet. And so it was perfect. It actually makes a lot of sense. And the reaction that I saw, surprising. Earlier in the week, I wrote about Rodon on 670thescore.com, just how he's looked. I'm sure a lot of people missed his outing earlier in the week because it was on the West Coast. Uh, Back-to-back starts now. Eli, he's pitched I think the, Eli just tweeted that out. So yes. if you're looking for that piece, you can find it on uh, at Hit and Run 670. He's healthy now. Back-to-back starts into the eighth inning. He's going, what, over 104 pitches in each of his last three starts. He's 25 years old. And the reaction that I received to this piece, what I was saying is, we're talking about Kopech and the other starters that they have. Well, you should be concerned, not be concerned, but be up to date with what's going on with Kopech and his development as a Sox fan. Maybe if he can stay healthy, they already have the number one starter of the future on this roster, and we're not paying attention to it because he's been injured for many different reasons over the past few seasons. And the reaction I was getting was, trade Rodon. Wait, what? If you can get a haul like you did for Quintana trade Rodon, well, you're not getting that because the guy hasn't been healthy. Here's the concern. He also doesn't have several years of a proven track record in the big leagues. Correct. What are you, what are you talking about? Yes. I'm like, well, nobody's going ha- to offer that. Nobody's going to offer that. Because this is a very small sample size. What we've seen out of him. So a team's not going to give a haul for a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy so far. Sure, you can call the White Sox and, hey, what would it take? Because everybody sees the upside. The upside you is could, an ace in this league. You can call on Javi Baez, too. Yeah, you're not getting him. I mean, that that just, I mean, I, I, I all right. Okay, help, help me. Let, let me you, give the reason. Let, yeah, me, let me give the reason. The reason that people say trade Rodon, all the injuries that you've seen in the system this year you can make the argument that the plan has been pushed back a year. If you thought four to five, maybe it's a five to six year plan. Okay, that's part one. Part two, three and a half. I years disagree of... with that premise, by okay. the way, on on on, okay. where, on what the calendar is and whether it's changed or not. But but go ahead. Okay, three and a half years of control. Do you expect to compete next year? No. When do you expect to compete in twenty twenty? Maybe at that point, you're talking about two years left of control. Are you going to bring Rodon back? Okay. He's the only player on the team. Scary word, Scott Boris. Those are the reasons some are saying that they should listen to all offers about Rodon. And that never entered my mind. I didn't even address that when I wrote that piece earlier this week. Because, no, this is the guy, this is what you've been waiting for. Let's see if he can finish out the season staying healthy. 
Yeah, I, I just there's there's so much wrong with so much of of all of the assumptions that are that are made within that argument. Um, you, we don't even know what Carlos Rodon is. Okay, I always said he has eight stuff from the first time I saw him. I said, okay, that's a guy with eight stuff. You, you see it right away. It doesn't mean he's going to be or he is, but you see it. Mm-hmm. You see it right away. You go, okay, okay, that's you know that's. That's serious, that serious heat, that's serious breaking stuff, that's top of the rotation stuff. So we don't know what he is. But I've always said he's got A stuff. When he was coming back this year, there was a lot of skepticism. And I don't know if you remember, Joe, early in the year, I, I didn't really understand what the big deal was. He's coming back from shoulder debridement. I mean, it's not a or, or debridement, whatever you want to call it, you know, which, whichever you prefer. And, I've heard, and, you know, depending on the doctor, you'll hear both. It's just a roughing up of the area, of the, of the bursitis, to get the it, forgive me for grossing you out, but it's, it's and, I, and I'll stop short of, of what they actually do, but it promotes healing is what it does, okay? And it's not a big deal what he had. It wasn't, it, you know, the, he didn't have biceps tendonitis, which can be an indicator of other things. It's just it was it was a bursitis that needed to heal, and sometimes it just doesn't go away. If you've ever had bursitis, it doesn't go away sometimes. It just won't heal, especially with continued use. It won't heal. So they'll go in, they'll rough it up, they'll get the bleeding started. It promotes the healing, mm-hmm. and you come back, and it's not a big deal. It's just not that big a deal. So I didn't know what the big problem was with Rodin. And now to hear that people have all these reasons to want to deal him, I mean, he, if indeed, and we are a long way from this, but if indeed Carlos Rodon is what you had hoped he would be, and he can finish out this year not just healthy but projected healthy and with a good two months, with a really good two months, you know what they're going to do in the offseason. They're going to try to give him one of those long-term deals yes. that they got with all of these other guys. Now you, sale, yes. Or, or Eaton or Tim Anderson or you name it. Right. And it won't be up to Scott Boris whether Carlos Rodon, who has proven little in the big leagues and has been hurt, won't be up to Scott Boris as to whether Carlos Rodon takes that deal. It'll be up to Carlos Rodon. And I'd be surprised even given the you know what, what an agent may say to a player. And it's an agent's job to give you your options. It's not an agent's job to make the decision for you. It's his job to give you the options. Here are your options. Here's why this is good. Here's why this is bad. This is why I think it's good. This is why I think it's bad. Now you decide. This is what I think you'll be worth in in four years if you don't do this. Looking ahead, look at these names out there. I see you better than all of them. And you can get hurt tomorrow. Yeah. And never throw another baseball in the big leagues. So, I, you know, I... um, I, I'm surprised that people would be interested in... And he, here's the problem. So this 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 tweet, which says nothing, really, it kind of hints at things. It uh, all it tells me is people have called the White Sox about Rodon. I'm I assume that teams have called the White Sox about everybody on the roster. Every team is calling nearly every other team, yeah. and throwing and throwing darts at the wall on all sorts of players. Sure, this is not news, but you know what happens from this. You know what happens because of this? Rick Hahn has to go to Carlos Rodon. He has to say, we are not trading you. We are not entertaining offers from you. I don't know where this came from. 
I don't know what this is. Rakan asked to call Scott Boris and say, we're not trading Carlos Rodon. I don't know where this came from. I don't know why this is out there. This is not, this is not a thing. We're not entertaining offers on him. It's, it's absolute nonsense. And the, but, it, but in the world of Twitter that we live in, and people seeking attention and wanting to be, wanting people to think they're in the loop or they're getting, uh, they you know they're getting scoops. That, that I mean, this is this is a thousand times a day. You know that if you're there, if there are a ton of headlines. If you're following MLBTradeRumors.com every day at this point in the season, and I know a lot of people are, you start looking at the reporting, the reports. Okay, what did they actually say? Oh, so he said nothing. Really? I mean, a lot of these, you just look at them, you start breaking down Rosenthal, even Morosi and Rosenthal. They're saying nothing. I, tr- I trust Morosi more than most of these guys because yeah. he's generally more responsible. But even he can be forced sometimes while on TV to say something that he may not mean. Most of the rest of it's them. It's a race. Most of the rest of them, they're tossing out. A hundred different things a day. All you have to yes. do is all you have to do is go back and look at the Machado stuff. You just say fluid at the end, and you're protected, right? Well, of course. Chris Archer is going to twenty five teams. That's what I saw today. And based on you know the the various report at the various minute, it's it's going this way. But a lot, but but there's still a lot of teams that tell him we're not even sure he's going to be traded. I mean, it's. But if you want to spend your day on Twitter, and a lot of people do. And this is how you. This is what passes for journalism today. Then you're going to be subjected to this all day, all night. The Machado stuff was hysterical. Here Just or his, nationally? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> here a few months ago, and Rosenthal was one of the guys that said he was coming to the Cubs. How funny is that now? By the way, and we said it at the time. Well, I won't speak for you, Joe, but I, well, I no, I, we said it. I said it at the time. This is the dumbest story ever. The Cubs need starting pitching. Yeah, I mean, this we're talking. You could go back to the beginning of May when we started talking about how bad the rotation was and how screwed they would be if this thing didn't turn around. And it has not turned around, and they got problems. They got problems, and we will get into that. We'll get into Cole Hamels and the state of this rotation. But how dumb was that story? I mean, people were writing. Idiotic. People were writing. He's the perfect guy for the Cubs. What, are you watching the games? The perfect guy for the Cubs is like every starter on the Mets at that time. When Chris Bryant you was know? healthy, too, that story was going on. It's just crazy. Well, just yeah, crazy. no, and and then, but you the, look back at it, it was, okay, I'll trade Ian Happ. They didn't get anything close to Ian Happ in that deal. Nothing. And we were trying to tell people, position players that are rentals, don't get hauls like you think. They got quantity over quality like we expected them to receive. Yeah, they have to hope that out of those five, you know, something emerges there. But they blew it. The Orioles blew it. That should have been done last winter. In any case, back to this back to this tweet about Rodon. It's just baffling to me that this that this goes on. I mean, it it causes if if you think it doesn't matter, it does because the general manager is going to get phone calls and texts from the agent, from the family, from the player. He's got to go to the player. I remember when I was covering the Cubs, uh, a some crazy rumor broke 
I'm trying to think if it was out of New York or Boston. It was one of the national guys, maybe Philly, involving one of the Cubs' young players at the time. And I, I saw the GM headed to the clubhouse, and I said, wow, you're in a big hurry. And he said, listen to what just happened. And he told me about this, this rumor, and he said, now I got to go down there. I already heard from the agent. There's a message from his dad. I got to go in there. He's pitching today. Mm. And I got to go tell him he's not being traded and that this is all garbage. I mean, you know, it's this is it, this is, though, the world that we live in. And you can throw anything out that you want with no attribution and no explanation. If he had followed that with. But the White Sox are not trading Rodon, then, OK, I'm not sure what the point of it would have been, but at least it would have been clarified. But I guarantee you this. Caused some issues for the White Sox this week when it's not a thing. Your issue is on the reporting. I've just accepted it as common practice now, but you have the, the background as a reporter. My my issue with this whole story was the reaction with White Sox fans. Like, wait, wait a second. You have what you've been looking for, and three and a half years of control is a lot. And you're right, they have a history of locking up their young players for a long period of time. And we don't know his financial situation exactly. And uh, and you hear Scott Boris and you make the assumption that he's going to free agency because Scott Boris represents him. No, Scott Boris is not his boss. Rodon is the boss here. And the other thing is, so okay, we, you think you might have something. I think you may have something here. You think you have something. Let's get rid of it. So are we just going to keep kicking the can for a decade? Push the rebuild back. Push the rebuild back. Push it back again. When you're on the verge of two big names coming up, and maybe they're pretty good next year. So how how long are you just going to keep pushing it back because you're worried about injuries going on in single A? I mean, it, come on. I mean, look, they've had a, it, it's been a tough year. Of course I mean, it has. It's been really tough. It is, I mean, every day they wake up, something else bad has happened. Guys having a That's, barbecue. Hey, you know, Aaron Judge just got hit with a pitch. Yeah. Got hit with a pitch, broken hand. Maybe lucky three weeks. It happens. It's sports. Injuries happen in sports. It's been a bad year for them. Maybe next year will be a great year. In any case, I don't believe that the timeline has changed in their minds. I can't tell you exactly what they think it is. I don't know exactly what they think it is. I know that mine was five years, because that's a reasonable number. This is the fourth month of the second year. Fourth month of the second year. 2020 was not reasonable, and it bothered me every time I heard it. And now they've realized, oh, yeah, 2020, a bit of a pipe dream. Machado's not coming next year. You just realized it. 2020. Remember Remember when people were mad at us at the start of this season? I should, I should, next break, I'll try to find some of those emails that I got. Yeah. You guys are idiots. You guys don't even watch the games. You don't care. You don't like the White Sox. They're going to compete in this division this year. I mean, angry. I got at least 50 of those after our first show the day before the, what was it? No, it was like the, the third day of the season, something like that. We've been getting screamed at for two years about talking about trading Avi Garcia. Same people are hoping that they can. I actually watch the White Sox. 
and maybe more than a lot of White Sox fans. Because ra- I watch the ratings the, say that. I watch the games every day. It's actually really fun last night, what they did last night. Right, Eli? You're a Sox guy. Besides Gelato, yes. <laughs> it's Gelato. I know he said Gelato, but I want it to be Gelato. From now, I mean, it's gonna. I, from this point forward, every Sunday I expect a hashtag Gelato. I don't want to hear about uh, Gelato now. It's pitched a couple decent games in a row. Didn't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about this kid getting better, improving. I don't want to hear about it. A young because I'm gonna I'm gonna knock the White Sox for a bit. <laughs> I we gotta do that now. How about that for a second? <laughs> yeah, people thoughts were, on him for a sec. Go ahead. People were mad. People were mad. White Sox fans were mad. Like, you guys don't get it. Like, this is a gettable division. The Indians are gettable. This division is gettable. <laughs> They're not. You know, this this could be a thing this year. It's like, what are you what are you talking about? So as for their calendar, They're I, I don't... They're shocked that this year's worse than last. <laughs> They're shocked. They were trying to be bad. Tr- They're trying to be bad. Why won't they people want the, say that? They want the number one pick. Why do people get upset? When I, I say it all the time, what, they're they, trying to lose. If you haven't been paying attention, did they not watch the Cubs? Look at or the, the relievers Astros? they put out there. Look at the or relievers. The, That's all I do. Just look at the relievers. They're trying to lose. The most important moments in the game, they keep bringing out Volstad until they had to get rid of him. <laughs> they just had to because he's not even a minor league well, pitcher. They, they were afraid <laughs> he was either going to hurt himself. <laughs> <laughs> he was, or he was going to hurt somebody Here else. Here comes Volstad again, or someone in the bleachers was going to get. You know, <laughs> going to get a ball you, through the forehead. You know what happens when Volstad comes in? You live bet the opponent every single time. You're going to make some money. Poor Chris Volstad. God, he's awful. They had. They to, finally DFA'd they, him. They had to before he could pull a hamstring I, I and think, have to pay for that. I think we. Uh, I don't think this thing's going to work out with Volstad. Oh, what tipped you off on that? <laughs> but as for their calendar, I mean, I don't, I mean, they haven't said what it is. Do I think they thought maybe it was going to move a little faster than they originally expected based on what they got in those deals? Maybe. So, may, I mean, look, the Cubs didn't think they were going to compete in year four. Don't kid yourself. There's no way they thought that. When they traded Hamill and Samarja midway through year three, they did not think they were competing in year four. What do we say they, that year? They're not supposed to be here in the NLCS. That was the most, that, you know, for all the criticism of, of Madden, and I criticize him when it's warranted, especially when he manages in the postseason, but <laughs> that was a remarkable managing job. We talked about it, I think, last week. That was a remarkable managing job. That, I mean, they, they weren't supposed to be there. No. So, all right, so maybe the Sox started thinking for maybe. Maybe. Well, you but would I, think they're optimistic about their plan. This is why they're going down this road. They think it's going to work out in the end. But part of so, do, of course, you're going to be a little positive. But part of doing it well is being realistic about it yeah. and knowing what you're really going to need and knowing that if you have 20 great prospects, you'll be lucky if three or four of them really become what you hope. And then who knows? Who knows? Then maybe Luis Basabi. Turns out being the best player in the deal. Not saying that's going to happen. But those things occur. Those things happen. That's why you scout the hell out of a team before a deal like that. And you get as much as you can. And you hold out for that one last piece. And who knows? Who knows how it all shakes out? You know? I I wouldn't guess that's going to be the case. But he's looking pretty good right now. 
sure. is Basavi. In any case, I, I'm I was I was baffled and disturbed by that tweet because I know what kind of problems that causes. It, it wasn't a crazy reaction on Friday. It I'm wasn't su- a crazy reaction. I'm surprised to hear from you that you got that reaction from Sox fans. That was before the Gammon tweet, too. I was shocked. I didn't even consider. What wasn't a consideration to me about dealing him because this is what you've been waiting for. You finally start to see it now. And I don't think it's under consideration for the White Sox either. This hour on the score is brought to you by Menard. Save big money at Menards. We got to take a break, Joe. Uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, there's a bunch of you on hold want to talk about the White Sox. Some people were at the game last night. Interested to know how much you enjoyed that. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun. That crowd sounded really loud, really into it, really having a good time. Nice comeback for the White Sox. Largest crowd since a home opener. Was there? It's not. A, wasn't a fireworks night, was it? There, was it country music? A, was it country music night, or was that Friday? It was, but there was also a giveaway. Was there a? Uh, was there a bobble? Yeah, Lawrence a, knows. I know. I think he's listening. Oh man, I forgot. Lawrence, which text one. you, Lawrence. How come? How come he didn't text me? Because he listens every week on Hit and Run. He loves our show. I wonder if he wants to work with me next Sunday. You're not here next Sunday, right? I don't know. I don't. I think so. He probably would. In the words of Sidney Pollack, no one will work with you. You mean no one in New York will work with me? No, that's too limited. George, I was a tomato. When, um, you know, when, when we come back, there's a lot to get to, Joe, with Cole Hamels and the Cubs and the rotation and Chatwood and all that. But there's some White Sox fans excited, so we'll get their calls as well. We'll do all that next on Hit and Run on the Score. The Washington kid who's about seven foot tall, he can't throw the ball over the plate, so I'm tired of him too. I want to hear about uh, Delano now. He's pitched a couple decent games. Yeah, in a row. Why do we give that team a little grief? They tried to go all in. That was a disaster. Then they tried to regroup, and even worse than we thought. What's your take on them for a second? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Nobody will hire you. Are you saying that nobody in New York will work with me? Oh, no, that's too limiting. Nobody in Hollywood wants to work with you either. I can't even send you up for a commercial. You play the tomato for 30 seconds. They want a half a day over schedule because you wouldn't sit down. Yes, it wasn't logical. You were a tomato! Hit and Run is brought to you by Northwestern football coach Fitz and the Cats return to Ryan Field after a 10-win campaign last year. Don't miss out on matchups with Michigan, Notre Dame, and more. Season and single-game tickets are on sale now at nusports.com. And the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Campland RV. Enjoy sizzling summer savings going on now for select RVs at Campland RV. Visit the lot or check out camplandrv.com for great deals. Just a short drive on I-94 on in Burns Harbor, Indiana. Campland RV, RV buying made easy. Welcome back in on Hit and Run. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner. It was Ironhead bobblehead night last night on the South Side. Okay. Okay. That's a that's a thing. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. I don't uh I'm unaware. But uh unaware okay. of what? That that would be a big thing. Well, any bobblehead. Then again, any bobblehead is yeah, a big thing. Yeah, they had yeah. um what's the groundskeeper's name? Roger Bosser. Yeah. They had a Roger bobble. That was a few years ago. And that was a big thing. You don't remember that? No. Oh, that was so good. Because they misspelled his last name <laughs> and had to redo it. <laughs> that's 
That's that, okay. that's kind of what you get for having a groundskeeper bobblehead. Yeah. Well, you do you do the best with what you got. It is with the rake. You do the best with what you got. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. If if you have thoughts on Carlos Rodon, and you know my suggestion that if he finishes this this season the way that he's been throwing that he's a candidate to be signed long-term. Do you agree with that? Or do you believe they should be shopping him? Yeah, I'd like to hear even from though, some people. Even though I do not think they're shopping him, do you think they should be? Do you think they ought to be? I mean, it, uh, you are you are welcome to join us at 312-644-6767. Yeah, it's funny now when you think back on those on those ridiculous Machado stories when obviously the Cubs needed starting pitching. This is months ago. Months ago. Months. And now here we are. They're still exactly in the same place. Uh, it may be worse. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. It's uh, worse. Let me, uh, let me uh, revise that statement. It is worse. Jose Quintana has, in 11 of his 19 starts, pitched more than five and a third. In 11 of 19, has pitched more than five and a third. In five starts, he's thrown less than five innings. In five starts, he's thrown less than five innings. Hendricks has done it twice, less than five innings. Chatwood, six times less than five innings. Darvish only made eight starts, and in five of those, he pitched less than five innings. Tapping a Lester twice, Montgomery, not at all. I mean, there's, your, there's everything you need to know about this season. And if you're not worried about the bullpen, I guarantee you the Cubs' front office is. I mean, you just cannot... Ask your bullpen to pitch six innings every single day and not pay a price. You will pay a price. They will start to be less effective, and they will start to get hurt. Now, to to Madden's credit, he knows that. And the last couple days, you've seen names like Mills. And uh, you see see Mazzoni at the end of yesterday, at the very end. So he's going to guys that he didn't know he was going to be going to at some point this season. Last six games... Uh, here's what the white, the Cubs have done here. They're starting pitchers. How many times have they pitched more than five innings? Last six. Cardinals Diamondback series. Uh once. Once. Yeah. The Lester time. start. Yeah. Lester when he pitched into the seventh, he gave up the homer, then they pulled him. I mean, you throw a parade today when somebody goes five innings. If they go six, they're going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how that's how bad it is. <laughs> It's how well, bad it is. Well, sir, I was actually looking at at the numbers league wide because we know it's not just the what the the Cubs or the no, White no, Sox. It, it's 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 the game, but it's across the league. Yeah. So I was looking. What is the average start? How how deep are pitchers going across baseball? And it's five and a half innings. I actually thought it might be a little less than that. It's crazy. It, it's been a downtrend, obviously, over the past few seasons. With the Quintana start and Montgomery getting hit around on Friday and, of course, the Chatwood issues, and now he's in the bullpen if you missed the news yesterday, what we're missing also is the offense. And we know there's ebbs and flows to the season, especially with this offense, but that's been a concern in a short series what the offense won't do. Now you're missing Chris Bryant. Okay, you got through the last DL stint, and it was kind of shocking how much they were winning without Chris Bryant. You're feeling the effects right now. 
Barry, in that stretch of six games, they have one extra base hit in four of those games. One extra base hit in four of their last six. They were very close, very close to losing six in a row because the Diamondbacks, you had the miracle comeback with Bodie and Rizzo home runs, and then you also had the game where Baez pinch hit late. He just had a squibber he got on and a bunch of Diamondbacks errors in that inning. Cubs are the best comeback team in baseball, or maybe second to Oakland, uh, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Why are you a good comeback team? Because you're always behind. Because you're behind every day. Every single day you're behind because your starter is getting killed. Pitching, right. It's not a good thing. Being a great comeback team, while it sounds good, it means that something's wrong if you're behind all the time. They're scoring late. They need to score late. They're always in trouble. You know, that game was over in the first inning yesterday. Quintana, I, yeah. I you know, look, uh, you can you can try to paint a prettier picture if you want to by finding the right metric that might make it look a little bit better than it looks to the naked eye. But he's been mediocre in his year. He's here a year now with the Cubs. He's been decidedly mediocre. If you if you want to find a way to pretty that up, go ahead. I don't see it. It's not good enough. It is not good enough. A couple weeks ago, well, maybe it's almost a month ago now, Theo said, there's nothing out there. Remember that he said this. There is nothing out there. That includes Jay Happ or Cole Hamels or anybody else. There's nothing out there better than Jose Quintana doing what he's supposed to do, or Kyle Hendricks doing what he's supposed to do. And they didn't. They haven't. Since he told them to go do their jobs, they haven't. That includes Chatwood, by the way, who didn't do his. So what? It, so Theo had no choice. Theo had no choice. And Theo ha- was right, by the way. Yeah. We're going to talk about Hamels coming up, and that's what all the reaction has been about. This is still about Quintana and Hendricks. We can say, where does Hamels fit? What is he going to do down the stretch? You can take a look at his road ERA. Now he's on a competing team compared to just a team playing out the string. He's bored, all that stuff. It's still about Quintana and Hendricks. The killer is that you got from Darvish, Quintana, Hendricks, and Chatwood, nothing. You got nothing. And they're killing this team. And that's why they have Cole Hamels today. We will get to Cole Hamels next. we got to take a break. We'll take your White Sox calls as well. Several of you on hold. We'll do that next on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you until noon. This is Theo Epstein. After the Cole Hamels deal, quote, We were one injury away from being in a really tough spot with some of the injuries we've had and some of the struggles we've had in certain areas. Translated, because the rotation's been so bad, so dreadful. We felt it would be irresponsible not to add at least one starting pitching, so we knew that was something we would do in some form or another. They they got Cole Hamels because there wasn't a lot of interest in Cole Hamels. They got Cole Hamels because they had to do something. They had to. Yeah, they, Hap goes to the Yankees, and then they're like, okay, we got to go get, get this guy because what else is there? 
they had to do something. Your your hope now is at least he can give you six innings. And there's some thought that he will be rejuvenated in a pennant race. That's a reasonable theory. It's happened many times before. Yes. Theo says his stuff is still there. I've seen Cole Hamels pitch at least five times this year. At least three of those times his stuff looked awful. Including his last start. Maybe, you know, we're going to talk to Mac Angle at 11 o'clock. He knows a lot about Cole Hamels. We'll ask him about this. Uh, I do believe guys can be rejuvenated. I do believe guys can find themselves again. I don't think it's reasonable to suggest that Cole Hamels will be World Series MVP Cole Hamels. I think that would that would be a bit unreasonable. People want to compare it to Justin Verlander. And uh, as you know, Joe, I thought the Cubs should go get Justin Verlander before the 2017 season. This was in the winter after the World Series. Because I did believe that guy could be rejuvenated. Because in his arm was still a lightning bolt. It was still there. There wasn't any question in my mind about what he could still do. And he absolutely was bored being in a in a miserable situation. I, I don't, you know, Cole Hamels isn't, isn't going to have that kind of a fastball. He's not going to have that kind of breaking stuff. He's not going to be Justin Verlander. But... Suppose it's possible Cole Hamels could be effective. And if he is, look, he doesn't even have to be great. He's just got to oh show up gosh. and take the baseball and and give them five or six. I mean, five innings is a victory Huge. right now. Huge. That's how bad this is. If he can look like a number three starter, that would be a huge bonus. Also, look at what they gave up. How much? Eddie Butler didn't have him around, and then you're talking about a single-A pitcher who was looking pretty good, apparently, and a player to be named later. Okay. Look, by saying, and here's where I'm at with this, is he going to be the best pitcher in the postseason? Like, all of a sudden, people have taken the reaction, oh, if you don't think he's going to be Justin Verlander, you're ripping Cole Hamels. Not the case at all. This You improve the rotation. Why does every this ha- is what, worth a shot. Why, why does, does everything every, have to be the greatest? Everything right? has to be all or nothing. Yeah. But again, that's you know that's the world that we live in. Yeah, let's have take a hot a, take. Stake out a position. Give your hot take. Uh, don't have a reasonable conversation. I mean, that is the st- that is the, absolutely the state of our society. It is. It everything must be black and white. It must be yes or no, hundred percent or nothing. If they got six innings out of Cole Hamels and he gave up five, they'd be thrilled to get the six innings. It'd be worth whatever they gave up for him. If he's better than that, I think they'll consider it a bonus. He's been there in the big moments. He's not afraid. We No, 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 no. He's going from the American League to the National League. I know you heard it about Chatwood, but he has the low ERA on the road at 293 this season at age 34. And like you mentioned, we've seen players get rejuvenated by a move. All of a sudden, they're they're in the thick of a pennant race. And that's a human element, by the way. Do we consider the human element? I do. Okay. I'll consider that. Okay. Because humans sometimes get bored, and sometimes you put them in an exciting situation, and they find something that they haven't felt for a while. Not just the adrenaline, but the feel for the baseball. Suddenly they find it. Suddenly they remember who they were. That could happen. I mean, again, he's not going to be 2008 World Series MVP Cole Hamels, but he could be good again. Who knows? It's worth a shot. Zero risk, right? 
MLB Park Factors in 2018, which park is number one for offense? Well, number be, one in all of baseball. I wouldn't be surprised if it's there in Texas because his road splits versus his home splits are, are ridiculous. His road splits are really good. He's a good pitcher on the road. He's been terrible at home. Number one in all of baseball is not Coors Field. It's in Arlington, Texas. Yeah. Number one hitters park this year. Number one in all of baseball. So that that's what the Cubs are looking at. I know. You heard the same thing with Chatwood. The Chatwood thing, <laughs> it's not him giving up runs. It's he can't find the plate. Yeah. It's all about the walks with Chatwood. So I'm giving Hamels a, a chance here. You could get to the postseason. And he could be your number two. Well, right that now, is possible. It's, it's in the realm of possibility. It's not just possible. Right now, it's darn likely. Yeah. Who do you trust more than him after John Lester? Now, but there's, seriously, look at the rest of that staff. Who do you nobody, trust? Nobody. Nobody. Now, if he pitches to the same numbers that he's pitched all season, if that continues in Chicago, he also might not be in the playoff rotation if they get there. There's that chance, too, because if Darvish is healthy, Hamels, Quintana, or Hendricks, one of them's not making it. How about that? (laughs) So Montgomery's going to the bullpen at some point. It's just a matter of when they make that move. If you're Theo Epstein, or if you're a Cub fan... You got to be really aggravated. You really do. I mean, this team, this team has every right to go to the World Series in a in a National League that is up for grabs, and you can't find yourself two starting pitchers right now on a staff that's really expensive. Not to mention the price you paid to get Quintana, which is you know doesn't gonna, feel like we're talking about the team with the best record of the National League. I know, at all. but but right. you know they're also the team with the smallest lead in their division right now of any of any division leader in baseball. Wake up, it's a half. Yep. Not that I don't think they'll win their division because of of course I believe they're going to win their division. It's I not the, it's a, it's not the point. The point is what are you doing in the postseason? If I were Theo, I'd be walking around throwing stuff in the office. I I gave you I can't. what? <laughs> because people, we're not on television. We're not on Facebook here on the weekend. But you were dead serious, bobbing your head like gritting your angry. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, like angry. Like yeah. I, I gave you what you needed. I and gave you some. what you, I gave you. This team, just what you needed. And it's not that of of the six starters, one failed, or two failed, or three failed. Or four failed. I mean, I'd be throwing stuff. I'd be firing stuff. I would say, do I would say, I, I would ask uh, whoever his assistant is to remove all baseballs, bats, and anything else that you can throw in that office. Because Tom Ricketts has paid a lot of money. He gave me this this beautiful man cave. He gave me uh, all these these nice windows and all the nice glass and all the pretty pictures and everything's framed and it all costs a lot of money. And I'm firing stuff all around the office because you guys suck. Will somebody <laughs> give me five innings? Five innings. You don't even have to be good. Just take the ball for five innings. How are you out of the game in the third? Again. I get it when your name is Farrell. I get it. Yeah. Okay? I get it when we bring up a Jen Ho Sang again to do that because that's what we're expecting. 
But I gave up Aloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease is punching yeah. out 12 yeah. guys in seven innings yeah. at the double-A level. That's what getting, I gave and up. And you're giving up six in the first. You're walking Dexter Fowler. He's the worst player in baseball. <laughs> I'm throwing stuff around the room. Like, give me a Nerf. Give me a Nerf football. <laughs> give me a Nerf. Uh, Nerf baseballs are not hard enough. At least a Nerf football, you can get a little something on it. Give me something. I need to throw stuff. I want to. Sc- Everybody leave. I'm going to scream. I want. <laughs> Wait. I, I, w- I, w- I knew the market was going to be slow. I was the first to act when I got Chatwood. I had to have him. Who are you? Get out. Go dance. Go dance with those guys. Listen, just so you know, the cameras are going to be on you when we get back home. Somebody hits a home run. You better be front and center dancing in the bullpen, okay? Because at this point, you serve us no other purpose. You better be, like, right in the middle if you can't dance, and I understand that, because, you know, yeah. most white people can't dance. I get it. Um, ask for help. Get some help. You got guys down there with some moves. Get some help. I expect you to be right in the middle. Even if it's bad, even if you look terrible, you're going to be dancing. Are we clear? Are we clear this is now your main function for the Chicago Cubs? I'd be throwing stuff all around the room. Like, you've got to be kidding me. The National League is wide open. And you're making me look like an idiot. Yeah. Because all of these made sense. The Quintana trade made sense. The Chatwood signing made sense. You see the upside. He's your fifth starter. Who cares? His 85 walks. It's July. What? What does he have? Like anybody criticize 15, 20 more than Giolito, who's second? Anybody criticize him when he when he made the deal for uh Quintana or signed? Chatwood? It was looked at as a good for them, good for them. Those views. Chatwood, anybody upset about that? Metrics people loved it. Old school people loved it. Everybody liked it. Good price. Good price for a starting pitcher. I don't think people are ripping Theo. Have you heard that? I'm just, no, no, but I yeah, haven't. He, I'm looks, just, he I'm, looks bad. I'm just saying. It, yeah. It's, you know, it's it looks bad on him, and it's unpleasant to participate in if you're in that front office because you're going – we did what we were supposed to do, and look at this mess. And I mean, who who's and Dar- who? and Darvish, yeah, and Darvish. I mean, we don't know what's happening. He had another bullpen uh, the other day. Uh, I felt a lot of pain in my first ten pitches. Oh, great! Yeah. Well, Friday the thirteenth is when we restarted the clock, and I said a month. If he stays healthy from that point, it's a month to get back on a big league mound. He's got another bullpen scheduled. It's been more than two weeks. They're saying next weekend, hopefully. I say no way next week, next weekend. It is July 29th. You have a team that you believe should win the World Series or at least get to it. And you don't know who your number two starter is in the playoffs. that a good place to be? I mean, look, you're in a better spot than Washington. <laughs> you're you're better than you know you're better than Philly you're better than Atlanta you're better than Milwaukee uh the Dodgers have convinced me of nothing I know they are super talented they got their own issues wait, but wait, you're sitting I, here on I, July 29th you don't know who your number 2 starter is you, you, haven't have, known, you haven't known all year you haven't known all season this has been going on from the start yep it's really unpleasant 
When we come back, we will talk to Bruce Levine about all things White Sox and Cubs, get his uh, opinion of what's happening around the game in terms of terms of deadline deals. we got lots of Hall of Fame nuggets to get to today. Of course, Jim Tomey going in. Ryan Baruki starts for the Toronto Blue Jays today. He's a fascinating local story. Tell you what I know about his family. And uh, we've got so much to get to and only two hours left to do it here on Hit and Run on the Score. Very strange up and down first half for your Cubby Ball Club. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.